Welcome back to another episode on Hair of the Werewolf. What's up, guys? Yeah, episode two. Yeah, you didn't think we were going to come back for a second one, did you? (laughs) One and done. I wasn't sure myself, but here we are. Uh, Yeah, we are having some wine as well. Some... Some nice, cheap wine from Trader Joe's. Red. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You should describe it more. (laughs) Sell it. You can taste the savings. Mm -hmm. Yes. Taste cheap. I can can taste the subtleties. (laughs) Before we get started, I just want to mention to all of you out there, it will be in the past when you guys hear this when this is posted, but tomorrow is National Nacho Day. And this is a holiday that is very forgiving, meaning you can celebrate it after the fact so make sure whenever you can you celebrate by having the best nachos ever if you believe every day can be nacho day every day can be nacho day (laughs) if you believe yay so uh so what scary stories do you have for me today i'm 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 eager to be scared today okay i think i do have something a little scarier nice so what i have here are scary dolls like possessed toys like Yes. All right. <laughs> you look so <laughs> The haunted G.I. Joe. <laughs> Barbie and G.I. Joe <laughs> from your nightmares. Uh, the first one is called the Elsa doll. The Elsa doll. That's, that's a different doll than the one in uh, Conjuring, right? Yeah, the one in The Conjuring is Annabelle. That's right. I, I don't know. I couldn't remember the name of it. Annabelle. That's right. <laughs> Elsa doll. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, I'm not scared of dolls, but the the way they did Annabelle in the first Conjuring movie was really good. I wasn't crazy about the spinoff movies, but in the first Conjuring, the Annabelle doll was menacing. That was awesome. Yeah. They did a really good job. I mean, even though it doesn't look like that at all. In no, because that doesn't look like a normal Raggedy it's Ann doll. Raggedy Ann doll, yeah. <laughs> For some reason, it being a Raggedy Ann doll makes it a little bit more malicious to me because... <laughs> Why? I don't know. I think oh, it's Oh, because you don't expect it to be? Yeah, me. but like if, if, a, if a happy, fun little character starts talking to me, I'm going to be a little more scared than mm. if it... I don't know. It's... Could just be a me thing. Did the Annabelle doll? You know, I haven't done a story. And it I, didn't. It didn't speak. Uh, you well, saw its eyes move. And it's like uh, head moved. It would rock no, no, in the I, rocking chair. I mean, like even the real "quote unquote" one. Like, oh. did they ever report? I don't even know. Maybe speaking to the kids or something. I, I think I'm blending too much of Chucky in with this. Chucky, so it just ran around <laughs> killing people. Totally. Yeah, but Chucky wasn't scary at all. You know what? I'm. You gonna... know, for a five year old me, it was definitely scary. And I buy that because the movies that scared me when I was five are terrible. But I didn't see Chucky until I was an adult, and I just gonna scratch that one. I know. I remember showing it to you and being like, "Fuck, (laughs) (laughs) it's not scary at all, is it?" (laughs) Well, that one lost a lot, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. Um, My thing for today is more modern stories because last week when we did haunted houses, they were you know early 1900s, and this time I'm bringing you like either this year or a few years ago. Oh, okay. So, internet era hauntings. Yep, and the internet actually plays a bit of a part of why we even know this. Um, Oh, okay. So, so this story takes place in Houston, Texas, and it started on December 25th, 2013. Christmas! Woohoo! Well, not for this family. Well... No woohoo, or it wasn't Christmas. It was for them. (laughs) 
<laughs> I guess that's true. No, it was Christmas for this family, but it wasn't but no like woo-hoo. no woohoo or exciting exclamation marks. For I was them. just like, Christmas is a different day for everybody. <laughs> so with this, this is the Madonia family, and they received a gift, or rather their daughter Aurelia received a Christmas present, and it was an Elsa doll, like from Frozen. Um, the doll itself was designed to recite phrases from the movie and sing the famous song, Let It Go, when you activated a button that was located on her chest. It was actually the pendant. It was a big blue button. Already sounds innocent enough. Yeah, it is. Uh, the doll also looks a bit cartoony, so it's not like a Barbie doll where, not it, saying those are in proportion. But it's but, stylized in the Disney fashion, I assume. Yeah, so or is it even more extreme? It's more extreme. Like, it has a really big head and the body's smaller, so it's more for, like, little, little kids. Oh, so it's kind of like the way they do in, like... Japan with like what do they call it? chibi or the super deformed stuff where it's like Ooh, what the really hell? big heads and then like tiny little like Funko Pops and not stuff like that not that extreme but oh, okay. basically like yeah she didn't look like how it looked like in the movie so Ooh. do you know what I mean it's like a baby version of it okay so anyway it was fine actually for the first two years that they owned it um, but until 2015 the doll began to sing and talk in Spanish <laughs> Something that did not happen before. Okay. <laughs> I have thoughts, but maybe I'm supposed to let you continue before I give some of these thoughts. Maybe. All right, I'm going to let... <laughs> I'm just curious now. Okay. Okay, keep going. Okay, well, uh, the family obviously was a little confused and decided to inspect the doll, thinking, oh, there must have been a switch, and... You know, figure out like can the we, Spanish switch, the Spanish version, like maybe between languages. But there was nothing. There was nothing to indicate that the daughter manipulated somewhere to like switch from English to Spanish. I don't know toys these days, and maybe that's a common feature. But anyway, um, so there's really no reason for it to go off all of a sudden. Uh, but in 2019, six years later, since they've owned the doll, it would begin speaking on its own. And they noticed that the doll was no longer speaking in English or even singing. It would just say phrases in Spanish. Six years later. <laughs> yeah. Like, so from which, she, is she even still playing with it at this point or is it just sitting on a shelf? She, so she wasn't being played with that much, obviously. I mean, kids kind of lose interest in a lot of things. Unless it's like a favorite personal toy that you kind of keep for the rest of your life. Uh, because of this reason, thinking maybe it's breaking maybe you know this doll's nasty anyway so let's just throw it away so they do well around two weeks later the father was searching inside a bench that was also like a storage container they kept in the living room when he discovered the doll lying beneath some books the father immediately put on gloves ran into the kitchen double wrapped the doll in plastic bags and placed it at the bottom of the trash bin outside and wheeled it to the curb because he was just like, get rid of this thing. It, mm-hmm. freaked, it really freaked him out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where are you going with no, this? You're going. smiling over there like... <laughs> keep going, <laughs> keep going, keep going. <laughs> okay, so now before the trash was collected, the family went on a vacation for a week. And when they came back, their daughter Aurelia came running into the house to tell their mother that she saw the Elsa doll in the backyard. Initially, Emily rationalized that it must have been uh, like a prank that their neighbor was pulling. But when she went out there to investigate, it was just lying against the house itself. And when she picks it up, she notices that the doll has the exact same 
marker markings that her daughter had done a long time ago, you know, over the years. So it was the same doll. All right, so (laughs) I have a theory that I think works really well. Okay. And you guys got to bear with me because it might seem extreme, but it's not. So imagine this girl has this wonderful Elsa doll that she really likes, right? Everything is just fine. But then she loses it or someone accidentally misplaces it and she's and she's going to be upset. So to to get around it, they have to buy her a replacement doll. Maybe they bought it at some crappy little like side place that had other versions. But somehow they got a Spanish version of it, the one from Mexico, gave it to her, but they didn't want to tell the parents. Like maybe it was a friend, maybe it was an uncle, maybe it was one of the parents, but they didn't want to tell the other parent. So they just told it. Everything seemed fine at this point. But then when it started malfunctioning and, and, and speaking all the weird noise and everything, they freaked out and they threw it away. Weeks later, the dad's cleaning and he finds the original misplaced doll. Well, here's the thing. That's a really good theory. I, it doesn't explain it leaning against the wall, except if you grant that there's probably inconsistencies because they're just trying to remember how it was told and this took place over multiple year period. I just think it starts to make a lot more sense if there were two toys and one was a replacement because I have bought replacement toys for people, for kids, um, and finding the exact one is hard. It's really hard to do. Especially years later. Years later. Um, And that's why I was like, what if it was... I'm thinking there's a chance there were... Okay, but mine is also that nothing's haunted. Okay, here's the thing. The doll spoke both Spanish and English after two years. Of it just speaking English. Okay. It, yeah, okay. it was not thrown away yet or anything. So, yeah, okay. Let's just pretend they lost the really good version, American-made, whatever you think. And then the Mexican-made one is, like, shit. And it's, like, can't figure out if it's English or Spanish. Uh, is, what I, I guess, what you're saying. And then when they throw away the crazy Spanish one because, for whatever reason... For whatever reason. Um, the English one resurfaces. However... By this point, it was only speaking in Spanish. Okay. But what if it was one of these situations with, once again, how they're retelling the story isn't super accurate. And like, what if it, let's just, let's just, we're going to take a, for instance, what if it was the dad who bought a replacement because he knew it was his fault that the first one somehow got lost. And um, like, maybe he took it from her when she had a a temper tantrum. He couldn't remember where he put it. He freaked out because he didn't want her upset. So he had to go get the replacement. The replacement just happened to speak Spanish, and the mother freaked out, and he was worried that she was going to know what he had done that replaced it. So he said, well, maybe there's something wrong with it because I heard it speaking English. And she said, no, no, it's only speaking Spanish. She's like, I'm hearing both. I'm just saying. This is so much energy for a child's toy. My parents would have been like, sorry, it's gone. But I think it's a much funnier story than a Disney doll being possessed. (laughs) Just saying. I feel like even though I'm not like, <clears throat> excuse me, like a true believer, you know, in every instance, it's not like I'm going to jump on it and say, this is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. In this instance, I believe that it would be haunted before the dad <laughs> was running around buying Elsa dolls, marking them very like carefully to make sure you, that they you, replicate. You apparently never watched Jingle All the Way. <laughs> Parents go through a lot. To get kids toys. Yeah, I guess if your dad was Arnold Schwarzenegger, for sure. Yeah, my dad wouldn't go through any of that effort, my let's be honest. My parents would have been like, I don't know, you lost it. That's it. Yeah, no, like, my dad would have been like, you have too many toys as it is. I'm glad you lost it. You have a lot of other ones. Yeah, it's like, wow, that <laughs> it was done for me. We don't have to throw them away now. Yeah, I was a spoiled brat. So, 
real quick, there's more to the story. Oh, okay. I thought that was... Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't want to just, like, totally dismiss this. But I do want to hear all about it. Because then maybe this will answer some of your questions or, you know, whatever. Um, At this point, Emily, which is the mom's name, she reached out to friends on Facebook and was requesting advice. She's like... Uh, this is this keeps happening. I know it sounds crazy, but if you guys have any suggestions or like what what would you do in this scenario because you know it's kind of freaking us out. Um, there was a friend that reached out and said that you should mail it to me. <laughs> I'll take care of it. So she does, and they agreed that they're not going to place the return address on there. So even if the post office messes up, it's just not going to come back to her. Or it will, because it's haunted. Have we been reading the same story? Yes. And so, the Minnesota guy, so he lives in Minnesota, and he decided to strap it to the Oof. to the brush guard that's in front of his Jeep. Like, so if it's on the guard, is it, like, sticking out the top so you can, like, see it while he's driving? Oh, yeah, driving? it's, like, the front front of the Jeep. So he can see it while he's driving? Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I'm assuming so, yeah. Um... Another cre- one creepy thing that happened, and this is like, I guess the last thing that occurred to them before she mailed it out, is while she was placing the doll into the box to get mailed out, it actually laughed for 30 seconds straight. Like it activated itself. Nice. Yeah. So that's kind of a nice goodbye. Now, people asked, why didn't you just physically destroy the doll? People suggested she should have burnt it. Or destroyed it in some other fashion. Mm-hmm. But Emily's response was that destroying the doll wouldn't destroy whatever it was haunting it. In, for example, Annabelle, even the real doll itself, they didn't want to destroy it because they believed it was containing the evil. So the rationality behind it is that it's better to keep the evil where you can see it. Uh, Paranormal experts have commented on this as well and observed the doll's behavior is not typical of other documented haunted dolls and believe that it might be inhabited by an aggressive soul or evil entity. Now, if you're curious what a typical uh, haunted doll is, it's basically a normal ghost that has attached itself to an object. It can often be related to something that was important to them while they were alive. So in this instance, it could have been a doll. Uh, this can often occur... Wait, you mean the ghost well, attached to this doll because it cared about a completely unrelated and, uh, yeah, doll? Yeah, so I'm not... Uh, so, hold on. Let me go back. So, in this instance, they don't think it's this because if it was a ghost, it more likely would have cared for the doll, but there was no other owner. Yeah, it's not like an old doll. Right. Like, okay, okay. Yeah, it was brand new when she received it anyway. Um... This could also occur when someone suddenly dies near the doll. But again, this wouldn't have occurred. That didn't that happen. That we know of. Well, it was what, asked. What if someone in the factory who, you know, was handling the paint of the toy or packaging, what if they died? So that is literally the theme of Chucky. Holy crap, it is the theme of Chucky. <laughs> or like the plot. <laughs> <laughs> very likely, Chase. Very likely. Huh. I wonder where I came hey, up with that they, genius maybe idea. Maybe they got a, that idea from somewhere else. Maybe they're like, that did happen. Who knows? Another reason a ghost may inhabit an object is because they are very lonely and want to feel loved and need help crossing over. But again, in the case of the Elsa doll, what they believe is that it could be related to a demon 
Or it could also be a paranormal manifestation of violent and traumatic situation. Something when an event like murder or rape occur and that bad energy goes, uh, it just embodies a vessel. I'm just, I'm just loving this where experts are like, well, there's a lot of things it could be. You see these three relatively simple, nice ones like a ghost needs passing over. Yeah, it's probably not those. You know what it is? Some real shit. <laughs> it's like someone got shot. Yeah, yeah, it's it's as bad as could be. In fact, this demon is the biggest demon in the this history. This one confused me, though, because if it wasn't going to be the other one, like the, oh, I just happened to die next to it, how does a evil energy embody it if there was no, if it wasn't nearby it either? Um, other paranormal, exp- well, not other, I guess the same ones that were being interviewed, believe that the spirit that lives within the doll will likely find the family again. They don't think strapping it to a Jeep will prevent it from an evil entity leaving it and you know going back to where wherever it wants which again contradicts the other thing like the annabelle doll if it's containing it what is it you know what i'm saying like how is it what's keeping it from leaving then if they're saying that it can find its way back to the family i don't know there's a lot of weird things going on i think these are different theories from different people and i I don't know. So so I need clarification because I don't think I miss it. You said they were going to mail it with no return address. That was talked about, but like beforehand it was on the front of their truck. Did no, they no, no, mail no, no. it? They mailed it and the guy from Minnesota, he strapped it to his Jeep. Oh, okay. So I that was just me mishearing. So I could have just said it weird because so, I think I got... So, so it did make it. I thought, I thought the story was going to get real creepy and say there's no return address but the package showed up up back at their door. No, I and never said that. Like, All right, so they've, they've purged the toy. The toy's gone. Okay, so I know exactly where the confusion went because after I said that it was mailed, I said, as they were packaging it, the doll laughed for 30 seconds, and I yeah. went back to back in time. Okay, so I, yeah, okay. So, so the family, use... while they were packaging it, it did that creepy laugh. So the new guy just has it, it strapped to the front of his truck? Exactly. God, wouldn't it be funny if he was just laughing constantly while he's driving? That'd oh, be amazing. Well, he, maybe he wouldn't hear it. <laughs> it's just like having a good old time. So is the guy from Michigan posted pictures of it online or something? Minnesota. Like, yeah, Minnesota. he has. He has the pictures and you can look online. If you just Google it, they have... Oh, and they even have um, a little video clip of the Annabelle itself talking in Spanish, just saying random phrases and stuff. So You, you can, mean the Elsa, not Annabelle. Ah, shit. Yeah, the Annabelle doll. Oh my god. <laughs> Damn it. I have Annabelle in my head right now. So, like, is it saying anything cool in Spanish? Or is it saying the stuff she would have said in English in Spanish? Or is she honestly, like, saying, like, uh, I'm going to kill your family and friends? No, it sounds like it would have been in the movie. I only saw the movie once, and it was not too long after it sounds came out. Sounds like credit to Chase's theory <laughs> of there being two toys. I don't know. Your your story has a lot of holes in it, too, though. See, if it started saying creepy stuff, okay. But it doesn't seem to be. There was that one time, you, though, you said it was not English or Spanish. It was something else. But that could have just been garbled. Uh, no, 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 no. Malfunctioning. It's, it's, it's always been either Spanish or English. Okay. So, I mean, this is an honest question, not to be funny, but serious. So, <laughs> if it's speaking Spanish, let's just pretend it's one of these demons that is in there. Does that imply that the demon speaks Spanish or is it just the manifestation of the demon is going to present itself in some way that just happens to be and it has absolutely nothing to do with a demon even speaking any language, let alone Spanish specifically? That's a really good question because I'm not a demonologist or, you know, my, my knowledge of demons tend to come from movies. 
Or and they're usually speaking like Latin, Latin or, you know, whatever and, ancient languages that can make sound creepy. Yeah, I have heard a lot of stories that related to demons and they're like, this is an exorcist. And again, they either tend to speak like a lot of different languages or the Latin or in crazy tongue. So whatever demon language they manifested in that moment. And yeah, I think those are really the ones that I can think of right now. <laughs> I just have a hard time thinking so, if a demon possesses something, the first thing you're going to hear is donde esta biblioteca. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <not> maybe. <laughs> They're like, I need to learn another language. Could you direct me to the <laughs> library, please? I need to haunt across borders. Yeah. <laughs> that would make it a lot <laughs> He's easier. He's a worldly demon. Aw. <laughs> How nice. Um, so again... The experts, they are saying if it was to be dealt with accordingly, which is how they believe it should be, is that they're going to either need a shaman or a priest and have the house blessed. The house needs to be Bring blessed. Bring that sage in, man. Yeah. And then also the uh, guy that now currently owns it, they're like, he seriously needs a protection ritual performed because he's treating the, the doll very poorly. Um that kind of concludes his little story. He says that nothing has really occurred and that it's still there. That's super not uncommon, though, because when we talk about haunted hauntings that happen, like, take, for instance, the Andyville Horror, after the the murders occurred there, a new, uh, new couple, I think it was a couple, yeah, moved in so afterwards... Too. And they lived there for years, mm-hmm. and when they left, they said not, not, nothing happened, yeah. which would suggest that um, the haunting... In this situation, might be specifically related to. Well, but but the guy in Minnesota, he heard he was able to hear it speak the Spanish. So if we pretend it's not, so he did. It, yeah, it, did, it still works. I guess. All right. Um, so, but what if what if it's just not malevolent? What if it's not a demon? What if it's simple? Well, see, that's what I'm saying because no one was feeling they weren't afraid of it in the sense that like it wasn't attacking them. They weren't getting physically harmed. See, I think at the end we need the guy from Minnesota on, in in a video to just say the haunting never bothered me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no! <laughs> oh lord, and then get sued, <laughs> and then get sued. So the most recent update of this is Emily Madonia was interviewed this year, twenty twenty in October, for the update. And she was happy to report that the doll is still attached to her friend's Jeep. However, she goes on to say the following, and this is a quote. No, she hasn't come back. We have had our fair share of weird things happening around the house, though. Like doors opening and closing by themselves and lights slash TVs turning on and strange stuff like that. So it's been interesting, but not the doll at least. So maybe their house is haunted. It affected the doll like it broke it. Right. But then once it left, it was already broken. It was speaking Spanish. Maybe the way the doll was programmed, it actually had multiple languages in there, and it only had one, and it was just being broken by an outside force. I waited to the end to put this because I liked how you were just kind of frenzy and, like, figuring out what's going on. I did go and look up to see, are there doll options that are bilingual? And yes, there are. So there we go. So so if there, let's say, let's say, like, if we jump and say their house is haunted, the doll would have just been, it would have kind of been like if uh, 
you look away and then you turn back and the chairs moved across the room. The chair ain't haunted. The house is haunted. Right. So the doll was affected and possibly at this point broken. Yeah. Or their house is haunted and there were two dolls, like I said. <laughs> so it's everything we've got. It could about. be all of it. A haunting plus a dad trying plus to hide that he accidentally lost his daughter's himself. doll. Oh, man. All right. So I really want to talk about possessed toys for a minute because okay, yeah, I, for have, sure. I have an experience... It wasn't an experience to me, but I have a close experience from my own childhood. So growing up in, um, when I was a kid in the early 90s, uh, I had a friend who, uh, me and him were like really close Power Ranger buddies. I want to say we were like eight or nine years old. He was having a birthday and all these kids are buying all these toys for him. And recently they had just released all these toys for the comic book called Spawn. You know, he's, he's a character with uh, his villains look kind of like demons and devils because his story has a lot to do with hell and everything like that. Well, a lot of kids, including me, bought this kid's Spawn toys for his birthday. And, you know, he opened them. He loved them. He thought they were cool. I mean, how could you not like these cool, like, monsters with horns and fighting and everything? You know, it was a pool party. We went swimming. We hung out. Everything was cool. We went home. Well, then uh, the next week at school, he was really upset. And we're like, Ooh, what's what? going on? And he's like, my mom threw away all the toys. Aww. And not not all the toys he got, just the Spawn ones. And we're like, why? And I was kind of upset because, you know, those were from us. I mean, I had no concept of money, so I wasn't upset for money. I was too young to give a shit about money. But I was like, those were our gifts. It kind of felt like rude. Like, our friend threw yeah, away our gifts. Course. And he's like, his mom kept having nightmares that the devil was in those toys. Now, the toys didn't do anything <laughs> according to him, but we were also kids. The last thing we'd think is that we didn't think the toys were possessed. Right. But the mom did. And this was before Toy Story came out. So it wasn't like she well, was... Well, the in, concept of toys coming no, to I know, life, though, I know that Chucky existed, but, like, but like, even as a kid, I remember when Toy Story came out, it was so amazing to think that the toys were alive. But I wasn't a kid who thought, what if my toys are alive when I'm asleep? I never had that a fantasy i know a lot of people did but i didn't yeah a fantasy i don't think it was a fantasy well i think in like toy story it is a fantasy it's fun oh, it's playful sure. toys but i, I thought think, yeah. that when i was a kid but i also saw chucky yeah so um she the mom thought that they were all possessed by the devil so she threw them all away and he was really upset about it and we were upset for him we were upset that our toys got thrown away, but we could tell he didn't want to get rid of them because he really liked them and i've kind of held on to that ever since because there was something ominous about the story, and I think it's because you don't hear that kind of story very often. Well, it scares you because when an adult is afraid, you're like, is there something? And and yeah, when you're a kid, an adult's opinion means a lot to mm-hmm. you. As an adult now, I would have laughed it off because now I know, you know, I'm an well, idiot. She just it, hyper She She might have been, like, but I, so, so I never really knew her that well. I never knew his parents that well. They, yeah. they were kind of like... Whenever we hung out, me and him would kind of just go like run out into the street or play games and stuff. Like oh, we, we right. weren't, we didn't hang around his mom a lot. We didn't, yeah. or his parents. So I really didn't get a chance to know his parents. So I can't pass any form of judgment there. I don't know what, what she felt, but you know, as an adult now, I know how adults act. I act stupid a lot. I know plenty of adults act stupid. That if I heard this story now, I'd just laugh it off and not pay attention. But as a kid, when the adult, like that sacred unit of authority and, and right, uh, says something's wrong. I remember it made me a little uneasy. And You're like, should I have a de- like a demon related doll? And I'm embarrassed to admit it affected me because, <gasps> uh, you know, as the years went on, and I eventually one day worked at a comic book shop, and we sold a lot of 
spawn stuff and spawn toys and i even saw some cool spawn toys that i wanted but i never let myself buy them for some reason which is oh, really, really dumb because it's like i tell myself i don't believe there was anything possibly wrong with them but i couldn't shake that like deep ingrained feeling that i got from when i was a kid well, it was, that it was makes like sense. it was like rooted in me well yeah because it was like it was kind of like a time travel thing of emotions because exactly. you had it didn't think about it too much and then it resurfaced and it had to have the same effect that it did before because you haven't had time to create another memory or like another experience with it. Like your first and only one that you really remember would have been yeah. very dark, I and, guess. And I think it's just a really good testament to the power of how those emotions can sit in you because I know I know so much about the the guy who created Spawn, Todd McFarlane. He used to be an artist like on Spider-Man and everything. I know him. I, I like I know I know his work. I, I've never met him, but I follow him on Instagram. I follow all his stuff about like uh, drawing and everything. And you know he's a really nice guy. He's not evil. He didn't create something to be evil. He's not all. He's so not, he wasn't naked, like dripping blood into the comic book or chanting. No, he's just he's just a really hardworking artist, like baseball fan from Canada who's got like a wife and kids and totally normal life of I yeah. guess an entrepreneur. But uh, yeah, so it's not like I think there's some like gothy satanic people behind it. Not at all. But for some reason, it just stuck with me. That's dumb. I mean, I it's just it's just a thought. I thought well, I thought of it because you were you told me about a haunted toy. I think it's I no I I totally totally see it though. Um, why that would affect you or really anyone else. Um, I was terrified. Not at all dolls, but <laughs> every time I saw a Chucky doll, because it was so popular, and you would go to like whatever store and you would see, oh, a Chucky stuff. I'm like, mm, I'm going to throw up right now because it physically really made hurt me terrified. You. Yeah, well, I was little and I'm like, especially Halloween, Chucky was a big deal that would come out for decorations and that just absolutely terrified the hell out of me and not all dolls again but but yeah you kind of associate it with something and then you just don't want to ever own it not that i want to today now especially but um just because i don't find the movie particularly scary anymore but <laughs> of course. for now it's a different reason but, but don't you think it would like there's a part of me i don't want to be like scared as a kid but like part of me wishes i was exposed to a lot more scary stuff scary movies when I was a kid, because I think a lot of scary movies, I'd find a lot more terrifying because there's a lot of things people talk about being scared of that I never thought about as being scary, but it's because they either saw a really good movie or popular mm-hmm. movie when they were a kid or had an experience. I, I don't wish I had experiences, but sometimes I wish I saw more horror movies as a kid because I think I might be scared of more horror films. It's so interesting because I think that's true. When I was a kid, I saw quite a few scary movies and it didn't really stop as I you know, continue to live. But when I was a kid, things terrified me more. And as I got older, I don't know when or how the shift occurred, but I kind of became desensitized. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I was no longer affected as much with movies. So now movies have to be really scary or have a particular effect on me because there's still certain things out there that I'm inherently a little afraid of. And... You know, we'll talk about that some other day. Well, they've gotten to the point where most horror movies are calming to you now. They're comforting, yeah. <laughs> like, I watch, you know... Oh, look at those three teenagers getting stabbed to death for a lot being of naked. Slashers. And you're like, yeah, that feels good. I'm going to um, take a nap. The Conjuring is kind of fun to just watch whenever I'm, like, hungover. Yeah, that one has never gone into the realm of comfort for me. That, that one still is very unsettling. Yeah. But it again, those kind of movies don't really scare me in general, so sure. I can they can always like go into that bucket pretty quickly. Sure, sure, sure. Um, rewatchable and just like anytime's fine. Anyway. So what else do you got for me today? Dun dun dun! I have another doll. 
Oh, oh so we're <laughs> we're doubling down on the dolls. We're today. doubling dolls. Yeah, all right. Double dolls. So this one actually takes place in 2017. So wait, the last one was well it took so, place over six years, yeah, and the I, most recent. Okay, so yeah. so this one probably is more recent in terms of starting. Okay. Well, yeah, when it first occurred, and it was yeah. basically immediately too. Okay. So you'll see. Uh, this one again, 2017. This one takes place in Norfolk. England? Is that how you say it? I didn't you even can actually... say Norfolk, but you can also say Norfolk. Norf okay. It really kind of depends people in different areas to say different things. Sure. There's a the... lot of accent there. Yeah. But a lot of people say Norfolk. Okay. I'm not going to say it again probably for all right, the rest all right. of the story. <laughs> the characters in this story. Debbie, Merrick, and her husband Cameron were walking by some shops. And when they both noticed an antique shop and on display were some dolls. Despite the fact that neither her or her husband ever collected these dolls, they decided to go check them out anyway. So these aren't like mass-produced toys like no. the last Disney one. These well, are these are more specialized because you'll specialize is in they look more antique. They right? come from Do a fact that maybe these are handmade or something. They look pretty nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when they go inside, they learn that each one is only like five pounds each, and that's a pretty good deal. And they decide to purchase a set, because they came in sets of three, I suppose. And again, uh, well, not again, uh, Debbie admits that she was hoping to maybe turn around and sell it for more later, thinking that it was just way too cheap and too good to be true, that she might be able to put it on eBay and make some money off of it, which is cool, you know, makes sense to me. So real quick, I do want to say or give a description of the doll. Just because when I was telling you the story of the Elsa doll, you kind of had a cartoony-looking doll in your head. But this one is very different. Um, like I said, it does have like a very antique look, and it's designed to look more realistic. Uh, the uh, It has a very Victorian style to it, so it has more of a poofy dress, uh, poofy sure. white ivory dress. Sure. With some tulle on the outside, just kind of looks very wedding-like. The hair was pulled back. Um, but it was like stylized in that kind of way where the hair in the front is poofy, like, like there's a slinky going across its head mm -hmm. and then she puts like hair over it mm -hmm. and then has like the two curls on the side of mm -hmm. her head. Yeah. So, so not a mullet. So not quite a mullet. Uh, All right. The. You can't be haunted by a doll with a mullet. She also had. <laughs> no. no one will believe you. <laughs> Oh, it's a mullet. You're such a liar. <laughs> yeah. I'm being haunted by my mullet toy. All right. Keep going. Sorry. I actually want to see if there is a mullet toy now. <laughs> well, just got to find old toys from like, I'm sure characters like spin off some uh, teenagers and trolls back in the 90s. Because oh, that's when I guess that's true. they were still big. They yeah. had to be mullets. Mullets, mullets, mullets. Um, yeah. So again, description. The doll had a pearl necklace that wrapped around her neck and just makeup on her face. So I tell you these details because they... No, sure. You know, just to give you a little... Get a visual. ...image. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the following weekend, from purchasing the doll, the couple was having some friends over to stay over on the weekend in their spare room. And that's exactly where the dolls were being kept at the time. So the woman, Debbie, she decided to temporarily move them uh, so she decided to put two of them in her bedroom. One was placed on the wardrobe, and another one was uh, put under the bed. And then the third one was just stashed in some cupboard in a different part of the house. Now, everything still seemed normal until the day before their friends were coming into town. Cameron, the husband, woke up 
hopped in the shower, and then noticed there was a burning sensation on his leg. When he looked down, he noticed that there were 15 little scratches on his knee. He described them as cat scratches. I was going to say, did he fight with a cat? Well, yeah, that would make sense if they had a cat, but he doesn't, or they don't own a cat. He also uh, doesn't think that he scratched himself because he's a nail biter. They tend to, like, bite to the brim. So you Yeah, have, I, know, like, I know one of them. Who? You. I don't bite my nails. I guess you bite your cuticles. Yeah, I'm a cuticle biter. I'm a sadist. I it's, bite it until looks, they bleed. It still looks like you're trying to gain sustenance from getting your mouth all over your hand. I do it every time I'm nervous, so they've been pretty pretty gnarly recently. Anyway. Um, dun, dun, dun. So yeah, no cat, no nails. What the hell is scratching it? <laughs> well, it's going to be something bad. Uh, another frequent occurrences that would that started happening around the house. I'm telling you this before... We settle on why. Sure. Um, fire alarms would go off at random, like their fire alarm. In their building. In their house. So like a smoke detector, you mean? Well, I don't know. See, that's the thing. They said fire alarm because smoke detectors can also detect heat. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Well, it dep- it, there's a lot of different smoke detectors. So I'm guessing it was ways. fire alarm, so it must um, have been a complex. Well, yeah. So, I mean, because this, this changes things. So, like, if it's the kind where you have to, like, break some glass and pull it down versus a smoke detector going off. I don't know. They said yeah. fire alarm. They, they probably meant smoke detector. A lot of people yeah. say fire alarm and mean smoke detector. Yeah, I guess maybe. Maybe we'll get more information throughout the story that makes more sense. Mm, maybe. <laughs> uh, at night, they'd also hear floorboards would cr- uh, creak like someone was walking on them. And Debbie thinking, oh, it's probably my daughter. So she'd always get up and check to see what's going on. And every time she would check, she would see that she was asleep. So it was definitely not that. Debbie also started having nightmares. Uh, some of them included the, seeing the doll drag its body across the floor towards her. So suspecting that something obviously out of her control was occurring in her house, uh, she finally hired a medium to figure out to help her figure out what's going on. Sure. Now, it's important to note that Debbie and Cameron still weren't exactly sure what was going on because in the sense that I don't think they had put two and two together that it was after purchasing the doll because they haven't seen the doll move or anything. Uh, they just were like experiencing things all of a sudden in their heads. They're like, what is going on? Well, the medium came in and without knowing anything about the doll, specifically the fact that it was just purchased recently or anything like that, she actually gravitated towards it mm. and said, there's something going on with this doll. There's something in it. I'm, I'm reserving judgment because, okay, so it's always hard in these situations because you don't know what is said on the phone. Like people can say, well, I never said the doll, but... I don't remember every word I say in phone calls, too, that you never know that maybe at some point. They're like, yeah, I'm feeling like some, like when she was on the phone with the medium, she was like, blah, 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 blah. And then so, like, vaguely mentioned the doll. Boom, she's on it. Or maybe the psychic walked around to the neighbors and the neighbors like, yeah, she's been complaining about her doll. Like, th- there's a lot of ways they can find the information to make them seem legitimate. I'm not trying to say that it's not a real medium. I'm just saying someone knowing that little piece of information doesn't jump at me as being like you know so just saying yeah but we're gonna go in we're gonna roll with it see i'd been more believing it or believing i would i would believe this more heavily if like they had like 10 dolls on the couch and she went was able to find out find out which one was specifically especially well, they, some did of those have dolls three. they have three of them yeah but i mean if they're all right next to each other and then she's like i know it's this one then i'm like ooh. She's able to pinpoint specifically which one is, as long as it obviously wasn't like the only one in yellow and all the others were in white. You know what I mean? But 
that would make it a little more interesting. So, so when she noticed it, was it like right next to the other dolls? I don't think it was. So the last thing she said is that they were stashed in their hiding places. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm guessing either that or when their friends left, she put them back in the room. Okay. But that was never specified. Okay. So that's a really good point. I don't know. Um, after hearing this, uh, Debbie decided that she's going to get the doll out of the house because she's really freaked out about it. Um, so she puts it in a box and then puts that box in the shed and puts like stuff over it. And yeah, so it's been, it's, so I had been there for a while. And one day she goes back into the shed because she needs something out of the box because it has a bunch of other stuff in it. When she opens the box, she realizes that it's in a different position as well as the pearl necklace that was wrapped around her neck a few times was now loose and laying laying beside her. So there's really not a quick and easy way that it would have unwrapped around her neck. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, understandably so, at this point, Debbie just refused to touch the doll at all, especially when the last time she did, she felt physically ill. She just couldn't do it. She just could not handle. Hey, I know. Life in quarantine has taught me what it's like to not want to touch anything. So I get it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it was going to give her a disease. Well, maybe. Hey. uh, A possession could be. Yeah, I was going to. These days, you know, a possession is kind of like experts talk about possession in the same way we talk about a lot of illnesses. So I'm okay with calling them the same thing. Yeah, like an infection for sure. Yeah, you got a demon infection. Mm, (laughs) Can I get an (laughs) anti-demon in a pill form? As long as I can take alcohol with it. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Steve is like, I don't want to be in this person anymore. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Okay, so like I, you know, going back to the fact that she won't touch it again, this kind of went to the decision that this it's time to sell it, which was her original plan anyway. You know? Ooh, see, this is already making me suspicious because most people someone's possessed. They're not even thinking about, let's sell this. They just want to get rid of it. Now, like if it were a house, yeah, you're probably like, we need to sell this, but we're going to get out of it first. But she's like, I need to sell this. You're like, ooh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't buy it. I think she's a liar. Well, she sells it. It didn't take very long, I guess. She put it up originally for uh, 25 pounds, and it sold for 866 pounds. So isn't that five times what she paid for it? Uh, the, the 25 pounds, because didn't she buy it for five pounds? Tw- no, she bought it for 25 pounds. Did so, I say five pounds? I thought you said at the beginning of the story oh, no, that they yeah, sold all for five pounds. Right. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, it is absolutely was sold for five. But she started the bid. So it was on eBay. This is where I'm getting confused. She bought it for five pounds. Put it on eBay, starting the bid at 25 pounds, and sold for 866. All right, so I'm not as versed in the world of you know supernaturals and, and whatnot, but there's always rules. There's always rules and ideas, things you can and you can't do, and you know like vampires can't come in unless you let them in. Like there's always specific rules. There has to be a rule about selling something that's haunted for more than you bought it for as being a big no-no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I know this sounds stupid, but when you think about all the rules that usually come with this stuff, a lot of them are stupid, too. This is kind of screwed up. She's like, this doll is haunted. I need it not in my life, but I wonder if I could make a lot of money selling it. I don't, you know, I don't the, know. If even from a karma level, she's on a low point. Maybe the demon liked it. He's like, <laughs> yeah, come to my side. That's evil. Maybe, I, you know, I, I have no idea. I'm not no liking idea. this woman. She's she's not high. She's like, I'm going to give a possessed thing to someone else and I'm going to rip them off for it. Well, that might be the case, except the person that purchased it, Lee Steer, 
He absolutely knew it was haunted. So it was... Oh, so it was put up as a haunted doll. When she... So I saw an interview of her talking about the doll itself, or uh, the selling of the doll, and that in the description she said it was a creepy doll and she wanted it out of her house. Okay. She never specified that it was, you well, know, so, signed So I just want sure to put an addendum. I just want to put an addendum. If she did make the buyer aware it was haunted ahead of time, then I don't think there's any... I don't have anything against this woman, and, and I wouldn't say it. Like what I said earlier about, I don't like this woman. Like, that wouldn't be the case. However, if she is not disclosing that she thinks it's haunted, I do think that it that was. is a Absolutely moral... was. And Lee Steer himself purchased it all for that very reason... And he also owns a paranormal magazine and like has a stream. So he's all. By own, you mean he like runs one? He run, he yeah. yeah, I guess okay. so. A magazine and he has his own you know streaming show that he talks about cool. all these different things that are haunted. He was the right guy to buy it. Exactly. So he knew exactly what he was cool. getting himself into, and he also owns other things that could arguably be considered haunted as well for his enjoyment, for his show, for his experiments. Sure. You know whatever reasons. Uh, the, so, real quick, before we move on to the new owner and his encounters, I want to talk about the, uh, there was a British show that is called This Morning that interviewed the couple in July 2017, and I do recommend people seeing it. It's only like a five, six minute segment. It's um, like on YouTube or something? It is on YouTube. Now, the one that I found was only five to six minutes. I think it's a longer interview, but they, the only video I was able to find was this kind of mini clips yeah little clips right uh so yeah it kind of recaps everything i've already said but then in the middle of the interview the chair that the doll is sitting on starts rocking back and forth i've seen these clips i've seen Uh -uh, them i know exactly what you're talking about yeah yeah because they were british too yeah i think i think i was watching like the scariest things caught on live film (laughs) compendiums you went in the hole of youtube didn't you oh yeah and most of the stuff was just awful like it was a bunch of dust that people are like our orbs and that stuff that makes me roll my eyes but i remember seeing that clip and you don't see much on the camera but you can tell everyone is legitimately, it's like seeing it in person was a little heavier. It was cool. I, I thought that was pretty interesting. It was cool. So I have, I've seen the doll. You're right, because the host, so the guy is the one that notices first. He's uh-huh. like, he's like, uh, there's something, it's it's moving. And then the woman looks over, the the woman co-host, and she starts like, being like, oh my God, who's doing that? Like she's asking, you know, her producers or whatever. And obviously they just kind of move on. And I just, I actually laughed when Debbie looks over and she's like, oh yeah, that's just common. And then proceeds to talk. And I'm like, man, this bitch is over it. She's like, <laughs> this doll again. Or she planned it to happen and she's not a good actress. It's like in the office where Pam has the umbrella and starts moving the oh, coat rack. to prove that Jim, that has, Jim has the force. telekinetic powers. Yeah. <laughs> she just has her broom. Or, well, not a broom, but I mean, umbrella. They could have put something in the doll to make it move. You know, it's kind of like you know Mexican jumping beans that have like little bugs inside. Yeah. Uh, that they make put them a bug move. inside. Well, I'm not saying a bug, no, but I, I meant a similar concept. It's like, a shake wing. <laughs> just put a dress on a shake wing. It's possessed. It's bumping up Maybe that's a that's a really good point. Um, wondering what I mean. A string could have done it. Anyway, let's see. What was that? Oh, oh, okay. So yes, in addition to the rocking chair. Debbie, she said there was one more experience that she had right before... She sold it? No, no, no. Right before they went on the show. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? I need to say, when she went on this show, the guy already owned it. 
So it was already sold. So he had to bring it to the show. So, yeah, he either provided it to her for the sake of the show, but he wasn't on it. Okay. But he owned it already because she mentions during the segment that it had already sold. So maybe he, so he owned it. Maybe she hadn't shipped it yet. So she really wanted that fame because if she was so scared, she wanted to sell the doll to get it out of her life. But then she's like, oh, I'm going to be on TV. Yeah, you can bring it back. Maybe, maybe. So again, her last experience was the night before that she was going to be on the show. She woke up at 2 a.m. all of a sudden. And in that very instant, she heard a swishing sound run along the side of her bed and turn the corner at the feet. She couldn't really see anything, but she did describe the swishing sound like it was a dress. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I don't know, that would creep me out, actually. That would creep me out, too. But, you know, she... It, okay, let's just... If, if we give the benefit of the doubt that she was convinced this doll was possessed mm-hmm. and that none of this is fake and everything, right? you can just imagine the stress before you're on TV, which is already a nerve-wracking thing, and the fear because you got rid of the doll, but you're going to see it again. So you've got a lot of mixed emotions. I mean, when I have a lot of mixed emotions, I tend to have nightmares and I sleep badly. And some of my nightmares are so lucid, they can get pretty believable. So maybe that's what's happening. She's just really nervous. But it's a creepy thought. It's the creepiest thing so far. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that one really bothered me. Uh, Yeah. So that was her last experience and the last thing that she really... Dealt with. Said, yeah, exactly. What about this Lee guy? Well, we're going to go back to him. Uh, Lee Steer is his name. And the first strange occurrence that was experienced was not by him, actually. It was by his father, who he lives with as well. His father and his mother. His father's name is Paul. So how old is this guy? He's 30. Oh, okay. 30-something, I believe. Okay. Um, well, when this happened. And his so. parents are just totally cool with him loading their house up with scary stuff. Well, maybe it's his house. His parents are It could be either way, but... Like, I don't know, if I had a kid who had some, like, interesting things, like, oh, I'm into haunted stuff. I like buying possessed toys. I'd be like, you need to not live here (laughs) while you do that. Yeah, well, that was my first thought, too, because at some point they do mention that the father is a believer. So he thinks that these things are haunted and that, you know, he didn't seem like he was okay with it. But at the same time, I guess he was just kind of like my son is just into this. I don't know. I guess he's a lot nicer than our dads. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So one morning, the doll was still in its box. It had been shipped. And while he was downstairs, where the box was also located, he heard strange tapping sounds uh, that he thinks sounded like a tapping on a w- on wood. But he didn't think too much of it, and he didn't pay much mind to it, I guess, at the time. Until later that day, when his son Lee was doing a live stream about the doll upstairs. So mm-hmm. he had already taken it out of the box and sure, everything. Sure, sure. The father was downstairs watching one of his son's previous streams that it was talking about the doll as well. So that, like, you know, like, he was going to get it. Now we got two uh, different parts of the house talking about the doll. Not sure if that's creating any energy or whatever, negativity. Or paradoxes. Something. Uh, as this was occurring, the father suddenly felt like his arm was hurting. Oh, so he pulls up his sleeve and notices six little scratches. Oh, no. Yeah. And when he compared it, you know, he told his son, he's told his wife, he's like, I have these weird scratches. And his son noticed that they were very similar to the scratches that Cameron, the previous owner's husband, uh, had on his leg as well. So it seems like the doll hates men. Yeah. Man hating. Oh, man. 
spirits hating specific genders. That's something I'm recently learning is a thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so after that, uh, the family did experience more uh, occurrences as well. For example, lights would flicker at random. And he also caught that on camera, I guess. Sweet. So there's video. There were power outages for no reason. They often heard strange noises around the house. Things would fall off shelves and break. And sometimes they noticed that when no one was really talking about the doll, a lot of this activity would kind of go away. But once they would bring it back up, it seemed like the energy and like the strange occurrences would come back. Interesting. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of get it. So I wants ha- an audience? Well, yes and no. It's kind of like you're paying attention to it. You know how like... Again, my only source of references tend to be like movies, but in the paranormal activity, that tends to be a common theme where the more they reflect or focus on, at least the first movie. Oh, yeah. It's like they're giving it the attention. Yeah. And so it's kind of giving it power. It starts feeding off of you more. You're allowing it in, essentially. At least that's how I interpret it. Well, uh, there was also another recording that Lee captured of a portrait that was hanging on the wall was starting to swing back and forth. And he noticed that, not noticed, but while this was occurring. You mean like it was like rocking back and forth? Rocking, yeah, like, you know, side to side. Oh, okay, the, I, was like, I was like, a picture on a wall swinging sounds weird, but okay, I got Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Uh, the, and the doll was facing directly in front of it. You mean the doll was looking at him How in front of it? Or so, it was the doll was looking so at the like painting? So like on one wall was the painting, and then directly on the opposite side of the wall, it was facing the frame. All right, so the doll was looking at the painting wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. Lee also performed another investigation where he used a word app on his phone to communicate with the entity that he believed lived inside. While he was communicating, he did learn the doll's name. It's Samantha. Oh, I was hoping it was going to be like Esteban. Esteban, <laughs> it's a guy. <laughs> I wanted a recurring theme of Spanish and dolls. I just Ooh. thought it was really great. Samantha? <laughs> Samantha Bond. Samantha Bond. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, okay, so that's kind of a lot of the information that I was gathering from articles that I read. You know, you can, you can learn more about it. Uh, yeah, so if you want to go down that hole, feel free. His name is Lee Steer. One last story on the doll. In, 20, in August 2017... The show this morning, the one that we were talking about with the rocking chair, did another segment of the doll. But this time they had, uh, they were interviewing a paranormal investigator and a psychic. Was Lee there or did Lee he was get, not there? So he got screwed twice. Yeah. Poor guy. So he left. So he, but he provided the doll again. So they allowed him or them to use it. Uh, the paranormal investigator, her name was Yvette Fielding, and just straight out said that she did not believe the doll was haunted. Uh, she conducted her own investigation and was unable to produce any evidence. The uh, psychic, however, Deborah Davies, she did believe it was haunted. Mm. Yeah. Got a little trouble with the experts here. Yep. And she had possession of the doll for eight days before the show. And within that time frame, she experienced some strange events. Some of them being her husband's wedding ring mysteriously went missing. He's cheating on her. Yep. (laughs) And her earrings that were given to her on her wedding day also went missing. Her ears are cheating on her. Yep. (laughs) What the hell? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Lordy. You have really great 
alternative explanations, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> if this is what the skeptics have to disprove, right. then we're all screwed. Um, she would often get flashes of images or words that indicated to her that the original owner of the doll was a little girl. She also senses an evil male presence that goes in and out of the doll. She believes that the little girl may have been harmed or even murdered by this evil person, further explaining the malevolent experiences the doll has bestowed on her victims. Oh, sounds like she's writing her own fan fiction for the doll right now. I know, that was my sentence at the end. I'm like, how do I make this spooky? (laughs) (laughs) Just going to admit that right now. Uh, But yeah, that's it. That's it. Like, those are my facts. My facts. So right now we have... Three different people who think it's possessed and it, well, it's more than three people. So I guess yeah, the first owner, that family dealt with crap. The second owner, that family dealt with crap, and then the psychic, who's dealing with some stuff. Um, I'm not going to worry too much about what the psychic said. <laughs> I'm more I'm more interested in worry in, in the guy who bought the doll thinking it was possessed. He knew it. He went into it and he had some weird stuff, and his dad didn't like it, but he's still keeping the doll. Once again, like... As the, far as I know, yeah, he still owns it. So just like the first story where they got rid of the doll as well, it doesn't seem like there's anything dangerous happening here. Well, scratches. I mean, that kind of sucks. Yeah, so this one does seem a lot more vicious than the first one, but at the same time, it's one of those where... And it's more annoying. I mean, it's setting off fire alarms no, or fire detectors. No, absolutely. Alarm, whatever. But, but I was saying, like, it's one of those things where if someone were just completely, I don't believe toys are haunted, he's just going to think that... He just has a lot of bad luck. Very possible. But it doesn't seem like the doll's going to kill. However, I, I don't want to be anywhere near this doll. Which one? Um, the both or? So the first one I don't believe is haunted. Like if, if I ran into the guy in Minnesota and he had, I would totally go take a look at it. This second doll though. Eh, okay. I'm going to admit I'm a little weirded out by it. One, I, I know what those dolls look like. I do think they're unsettling. They look very yeah. inhumanly human. That uncanny valley thing that's very gross. Yeah. Um. But these stories, even though they do seem to be by people who want to make money, um, <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere near this doll just in case. It, like, if, if someone said, hey, you can go see this doll, yeah. it's on this way, I'd been like, I'm good. But I would totally see the Elsa doll. I'm not worried about that one. I, that the one, Elsa doll might come see you then. If he's traveling around the U.S. just, like, freely with this doll. Good luck. My Spanish is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so you, don't have to be, <laughs> you don't have to understand it to I would, hear it. I mean, I'd see it and be like, hola. I mean, like, do you want to hang out? gross yeah i don't know but this other doll i don't think i like it the scratches bothers me too because if i got a lot of scratches ah you know me i'd probably just think i accidentally scratched myself because i happen to injure myself all the time but yeah um i will say that the little scratches that really kind of grossed me out yeah that one grosses me out well only because they really didn't know what was going on when he first got the scratches and they're tiny like little like a little doll, demon. That, like that, little that, doll hands. Yeah, little goblin scratching. That, for some reason, that worries me. It's not that I find a toy creepy. It's that when I imagine a malevolent spirit in a toy, just seeing like a little creature, That's it's no longer a toy anymore. It's just like a little creature because the toyness is gone. Did you did you find either of these scary when you were researching them? Like, so tell me about it. So here's the thing. You're, you know what's funny? I actually kind of agree with you. I was researching a lot of this yesterday, and the first story that I did was the Elsa. The second one, it I didn't start really researching it until around midnight, and it was dark. Uh-oh. Yeah, and then you were like, I'm going to go to bed. I'm like, okay. So I'm just alone in the house, and I start, you know, seeing the videos and, and reading about it, and I did, I guess I can admit it, get a little freaked out. Well, don't get me wrong. Now I want to go see the video. I want to check it out. Like, I, this one had the most creepy stuff. Yeah. 
I will watch it on video. Yeah. We'll watch it later today. Ooh. Yeah. I think I wonder, I might still have them saved on my computer, but they're super easy to find, so it's not that big a deal. So yeah, if you want to go so, and look at them yourself. So last episode was Haunted Houses, this one's Haunted Toys. Yes. Hmm, I'm curious to see what you're going to give me next week. So am I, I don't have an idea. But on that note, we're nearing the end of the episode, which means every now and then, I'm going to jump in with an end of episode encounter. <laughs> what? Where I'm going to have a sneaky story oh, to relay to Lily. And they're always going to be about... Oh, Lord. Close encounters. Close Alien encounters. stuff. Because not all supernatural stuff is earthly. <laughs> That's actually very true. All right. So this one, super quick. This one happened very recently. It happened in September of last year while we were, while we were living in Europe. Um, this happened near Taos, and it was reported Ooh. in the Taos News um, by a reporter Stacy Matlock. Okay. Uh, in September 5th is when she posted the story. Um, she conducted an interview with two bow hunters that were originally from Santa Fe County, Josh Brinkley and Daniel Lucero. They had just recently, a couple days before, gone elk hunting in the uh, Cerro de la Hoya. Okay. Which is a, a mountain area, mm-hmm. volcano area, kind of north northwest of Taos. Um, one of them, uh, Brinkley, he had been hunting in that region. He, he had been doing it for like 15 years. And Lucero, who's his friend, they've been working together for years. Lucero had never been there before. Mm-hmm. So on September 1st, the first day there, they went to go hunting. Uh, they weren't having any luck. And Brinkley decided to walk off on his own. Of course he's on his own. <laughs> Never he, separate from your buddy. And he walks to the top of the uh, the mountain volcano. So at, at oh, the top okay. there's a big caldera, like a big dome for where the volcano collapsed yeah. inside. Yeah. That's a lot, that's like what that word means. Oh yeah, like a basin kind of thing. Oh yeah, there yeah. you go. So in the caldera there's a lot of like brush and bushes and stuff like that. There's sure. there's stuff living in it because oh, it's okay. been yeah, anyway. So when he gets to the top the ridge of it, he sees two figures. <gasps> nope. Like, uh, how many meters? Like he said, he said thirty-five yards away from him. So I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna start doing some specific quotes that are directly from the article. So all credit to Stacy Matlock for reporting it and Josh Brinkley and Daniel Lucero for saying it. So um, he described to the Taos News in detail. Quote: He said he saw beings that were side by side, tall beings, and they were quote staring right at me. He uh, he started approaching them, walking towards them, and yeah, he he started going towards them. And when he went around a bush, as soon as he got on the other side of the bush, they were completely gone, Batman style. <laughs> so the creatures. So who was approaching who? You said he was approaching them. Oh, okay, okay. They were just staring at him, and he was walking. He was walking towards to them. See what was he going said they were on. at thirty five because he kind of thought. They might be hunters, but they looked a little weird to be hunters. Ooh. And so he started walking towards them, and you know, as he rounded a bush, then all of a sudden they disappeared. He thought this was weird, was still trying to rationalize. What did he think? What did they look? Are you going to say that? So like, so here's how he described it um, uh, in into the, the Taos News. He said, quote, the shape that would be like their heads, it looked like they had huge hoods on. It looked like two mm. ribbons coming off either side to a point at the bottom in parentheses, like a banana. The right side was black, left side was white, and a little shiny. Torsos were kind of black. I couldn't see many details. It definitely looked like clothes. 
in middle of the oval was just gray. So the end quote. Okay, this end is quote. So this is a little weird because this doesn't sound like a lot of supernatural things, yeah. which also explains why he might have been on the fence about what these were. Like maybe they're hunters in weird clothes oh, or whatnot. Right, right, right. Oh, maybe like like a disguise. You know, some hunters like have like they're exactly. like in a bush. Now I looked at costume. a video of this area. Area the uh, I'm so bad at pronouncing a rolling R, but the uh, Cerro de la Oya. Yeah. Um, it is. There's a lot of uh, bush and small trees. Um, it's very brown. So you're going to stick out like a oh, sore sure, thumb yeah. wearing black. So he returned down down the mountain to where Lucero was, and he eventually told him about the innocent incident. First he told him they were hunters, but then later on, because he was constantly thinking about it and feeling uneasy, he decided to kind of confess to Lucero. Admit, like, say, you know, a they little did bit look more. weird. Yeah. And he said, quote, what I saw was weird. They were too tall. Their heads were too big to be hunters. But even though he told him this, they said there was, you know, nothing else that day, and they really didn't pay much mind to it. So anyway, okay, now yeah. we go to the next day. The next day, Ooh. round two. Wow. So after having little success most of that same day, they, they were having trouble finding elk as well the second day. They decided to drive to the other side of the mountain, see if maybe they could find some elk over there. This was around mm-hmm. the early afternoon. Uh, that's when they saw something else. Mm-hmm. Quote, it's this big tent structure, like a circus tent. 50 to 60 feet tall. <gasps> Coming off the left of it was this long building, almost like it would be built for an archery lane for target practice. Huh. It was a third of the height, but really long, maybe a couple hundred feet, end quote. So one, I think it's funny that they're archers, so their first thing is, I see something that's Sure, like they're related to something that they could rationalize. So they see this, and they're in their car. Ew. And it's on the other side of the mountain. So first they thought maybe it was a base camp for like a movie set. Yeah. They did both work on movie sets on occasion in the movie industry. So this isn't an entirely unreasonable assumption. They kind of know what these things look like, so they made an assumption that's what it is. So that might give you a little bit more of an idea of what they were seeing. But while continuing to drive, while continuing to drive, there was like a dip in the road, and they lost visual for just a few seconds. And as soon as they got back to where they would be able to see it, this massive giant thing. What? It also disappeared (laughs) Batman style. (laughs) They remarked, quote, there was no dust. There was nothing. So not even like evidence that had just been there. Sure. Either. And that it was. Did they still drive towards it, or they just were like, "Oh well." Not mentioned in the article. Couldn't okay. tell you. Um, they did say that it was white. I was imagining black, but they did say white. So the surface. You know what's weird? Thing, I was actually imagining white, like okay. this kind of shiny thing, maybe. Um, I think that's weird because when you think about alien stuff. It's usually like metal, shiny, or black. I don't care to you will say like, and then there was a giant white ship. Well, a lot of times people describe them as re- very reflective. So in my head, I was picturing white, but more metal white. And also blinding. But you didn't mention those parts. Mm-hmm. But initially when you said that there was a tent, black didn't come into my head. It was white. Well, either way, they did not report anything to authorities. And why would they? Nothing threatening happened. Um, nothing dangerous happened yeah. as far as they know. They did uh, They did report it to, like, a, I think a UFO reporting center or whatnot. Yeah. But this interview was conducted by the Taos News, which is actually, like, a really good newspaper. Oh. Um, and at the end of the article, Brinkley claims that he didn't believe in UFOs, but he does now. Oh, okay. Whereas Lucero says he isn't so sure about his thoughts on aliens, but he is convinced he saw something large disappear, and he doesn't okay. know what to make of it. So he thinks it was something 
not necessarily aliens, though. Yeah, so they, they both saw something, and they're very convinced they saw something. One is, like, aliens. Sure. And the other guy, he's not sure, but he saw something, he thinks it's weird. Sorry, when you said it, you're like, aliens. <laughs> right? Crazy-haired guy. Um, yeah, I think that is kind of creepy. So so we're in New Mexico. Right, Apparently a lot now. of stuff seems to happen here. I don't know if it's that they like the altitude or if they're just here for the green chili. It's just closer to the sky. It's easier. <laughs> <laughs> they're so lazy. They're like, oh, we don't have to land They're like, far. a few thousand feet more. Nah. But this one was this one was about a year ago. And the thing is, as far as I can tell, they, they might have gotten paid for their interview. But they're not looking for fame, and nothing has been said since. They didn't. Sure. They didn't have all these TV appearances. So my hope is that they weren't looking for fame because the less fame they're looking for, the more credible the story and seems to be. You know, in general, not sure why, but when people say they've seen aliens, there tends to be more of an eye roll from people, like society itself. And maybe it's because it's not really associated with many religions. Whereas, like when somebody says a haunting or something evil, they're like, "I knew it." It said it in the Bible, or I've always heard it since I was a kid. Because those are, those are the kind of stories I think like are passed down more. Absolutely. Versus uh, like an alien. Like I don't know too many except maybe one right now that I'm <laughs> comes to mind that really uh, revolves around alien activities and stuff. So yeah, those are always going to keep me a little bit because I guess I am more prone to be afraid of alien stuff just because I've ever since I was a little kid. That's one thing that always stuck, Chucky. He stopped being scary by the time I was older and rewatched the movie. I was like, wow, what the hell was I thinking? Aliens, those kind of stuck around. Ah, but these aliens, let's pretend they're aliens. Assuming they are. Assuming these are aliens. Um, well, they were sure trying to hide. So I don't know if there's anything to be scared they about here. They were like, here. uh-oh. They thought I, think this is, I think this is more a story of like, huh, that's interesting. I wonder what happened there. It's not like, oh my God, aliens, let's run. Because obviously nothing threatening out here. They, they got home. They were fine. It's funny what you mentioned. So the descriptions actually immediately went to like a circus because <laughs> you said the tent. Clowns. Yeah. And then, you know, you had like this bow like thing. So now I'm thinking like alien clowns and that's just weirder for me. Not that I'm afraid of clowns, but the description, the way that was provided. But what I'm if like, it what was if- like a government tent, but they have this like weird setup so that it looks invisible from like most vantage points. So it goes to like They got that future look- alien tech. Mm. Yeah, did they see? I I wasn't interviewing them. I was said, did you hit reverse and go back to the previous thing? Can you see it then? Maybe they did a David Blaine thing and just made an entire building disappear. <laughs> Didn't he do that? Some uh, magician yeah, I think did. He did something like yeah. that. Yeah, he like made the Statue of Liberty disappear, or I don't remember what it was. Some. I mean, I can give theories, but they're all going to sound like tinfoil hat theories because they are. Yeah, but basically. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah. Anyway, I I wanted to throw in a little. Alien, I like your little alien side side alien encounters. I let's let's yeah, we'll definitely keep doing that. Well, and I figure you had two t- haunted toys and I had two aliens. We're good. Yes, we're <laughs> even now. Even Steven. <laughs> Yay! So I guess this brings us at the end of the episode. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. But feel free to uh, like and follow us on um, Instagram and all the social media sites that should be posted on our on our. You know what they are. Yeah, you know all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you should join us next week. Yay. See you later, guys. Bye.